Hi, top of the day, everyone. I just wanted to give you guys a heads up. First, I want to say thank you so much for listening to this episode. And I also just wanted to ask you guys to please bear with us. This was our actual first in-person interview for the True Crime Edition. And it was very important that my friend gets her story out there for justice for her family. Now, because of this, there was a lot of there was some noise in the background it sounded like it was some beeping from a smoke detector that may have been low on a battery I try my best to do all the editing I could but all of it couldn't get edited out but my friend did take a lot of time to sit down with us tell us her story so I'm just wanting to apologize to you guys in advance and beg you guys please 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 just kind of bear with us bear with that slight beeping in the background but kind of listen to the story and listen to our interview because this is very very important and justice for Raymond McLemore thank you enjoy the episode guys Top of the day, everyone, and welcome to Hot Garbage True Crime Edition. I'm your host, Nisha B, and this is my beautiful best friend and co-host. Buddha Badass. And today, we have a special guest. I know I said that this week we were going to be covering the Catherine Knight case, and we're still going to do that, but we're going to postpone that for next week. Because this podcast is not just a true crime podcast. I definitely want it to be a platform, you know, for victims that has had family, a violent, you know, incident. And that's why it was very important to me when my friend Sunshine McLemore reached out to me and, you know, kind of wanted to talk about something that unfortunately happened in her family. You're trying to get real on us right now is what you're trying to do. Yes. And I'm really happy that she's here. And I just want to introduce our guest. Thank you so much for coming on, Sunshine. Yes. Thank you guys for having me. And it means a lot that you want to kind of share like your experience and what happened. And we want to get justice. This this episode is all going to be about justice. So can you tell me a little bit, you know, just about your dad, you know, the events that happened with your dad. His name is Raymond, correct? Yes, his name is Raymond McLemore. He's his AKA is Double R. He was very well known. My dad lost his life on November 23rd, unfortunately, to someone he was married to. And they have been married for the last three years. My dad was stabbed in the left side of his neck mm. and in his chest, which cut his main artery to his heart. And he bled to death in Fairfield, California. Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. That is, and I can't even imagine because, you know, when you're married to somebody, that's the person that you trust. That's the person that you are supposed to love and be closest to. So I can't even imagine that that happened. Right. And it I'm makes so it hard on relationships. I mean, if yeah. it's hard as enough. Where you think of a whole lot of people's on Facebook and they all sitting creeping and trying to do all type of stuff at the same time right. and trying to do things crazy to think that somebody who's gonna get wild and take your life and that's right. that's that's a whole nother level. Yeah, it absolutely is. Um, are you able to kind of like kind of go over like what are they kind of doing in the investigation to bring this case to light? And well, right now, uh, we're waiting for some things to come back. As to the evidence uh, before they can turn the case over to the district attorney so she could be prosecuted. 
Um, at the time when it happened, she made the phone call that it was domestic violence mm-hmm. and she had to fight for her life. Number one, my dad was 100% disabled. He couldn't breathe and he didn't have long to live. My dad was very mm-hmm. ill. He'd been disabled for years. Okay, he barely could walk. Everywhere they went, she had to hold him and pick him up. She was taller than him. My dad was only like 90 pounds. Mm-hmm. Okay, this lady is like 230. Her arms are huge. My dad had 11 open cases on her. She had been domestically violent, abusing him. Not only him, but all of us was victims of this because my sister was stabbed the same day she killed my dad one year apart. I'm not going to lie. I feel like we're going to fast forward right now. I want to hear because sister stabbed, daddy smaller, all that. Can you start from when they got together? Like, let's let's hear the beginning of the story. Actually, when my dad... Uh, introduced her to me when I first came into contact knowing that they had started dating. Uh-huh. I was uh, coming from the lakeside. Me and my dad had went out and we stopped around the corner from his house at the Valero gas station in Sassoon. Okay. She worked next door and managed a wash house that was next door to the gas station that my dad went to two to three times a day. So he went there to buy cigarettes he went there to get money out the ATM. He went there to go buy his shots because he always drink shots of E&J, okay? He buy nothing but shots. He buy yeah. shots before he go in the house and shots when he first come out the That's house. Control so yeah. That's control drinking. That's my dad. That's, my dad, he, he my dad was a person like who stayed dressed. Mm-hmm. And you know, my dad had just lost his wife. His wife has just died. Mm. Oh. So her daughter's boyfriend knew my dad mm-hmm. and introduced him. Okay, when I got introduced to her, she came to the car. You know, I was sick. I had been drinking. Mm-hmm. I was intoxicated. Didn't really feel too that. well. Yeah. And she came up to the car. My dad introduced us. When my dad introduced us, she started taking him on dates. And then like two She weeks, started taking him on dates? Yeah, she was taking him on dates. Okay. okay. Knowing he had just lost his wife. She, okay. Uh, she, she had so a plan. She moved fast. Now, check out this yeah. game, though, y'all. Two weeks later, from my dad dating her, we was all eating. And she said, she got up and said she had an announcement. And, you know, I looked at her. She said, look, Raymond, I don't need no friends. I am 62 years old. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you want to uh, stay in contact with me? You're going to have to marry me. Because oh. either you're going to be my husband because I'm not looking for no friends. My whole food dropped off my mouth. I said, Miss. Was that to you or to your daddy? To my daddy. Me and him, both our food dropped out of our mouth. We looked at just like this. Yeah. Because he didn't expect for her to say right. that. He said, hold on. We just met. We dating. My wife just died. I said, you know what? Please yeah. sit down. Right. I said, number one, my dad just been married for 10 years. And he just lost his wife not even two months ago. Mm-hmm. He is still vulnerable. Mm-hmm. You can't mm-hmm. give a man an option to marry you and you know you guys just met each other. That yeah. was strike number one. Right, right. And two. But go ahead. Yeah. I, I, I've already striking her down. Now, strike number uh, two was when I started going to my dad's house and every time I went there, she started throwing out everything that his wife had brought. Everything oh. that came from his prior marriage. Oh. In less than two months. Yeah. Changing the blinds, yeah. The mm-hmm. sheets, uh, the rugs, yeah. Packed up all the lady clothes, took them to the goodwill. He didn't let her kids go through. 
See, she was trying to get rid of her presence, like, all the way. That's a red flag right there. Well, in, in her own, in the, in the whole, I'm an antagonist. This is how my, it's the job that I've been paid to do. But in the kind of the defense is the, the, the carpets and the rugs, they probably do got to go. I don't want somebody walking on that with the dirt of it before. But These the clothes of the life. expensive rugs, oh. but she was not moved in at this point. She had, oh, oh yes. she wasn't oh, moved in yet? Yeah, they had just point. started dating. Point. That's a key point. Okay, this was after she gave him the option. And after. This was like two, three months after I started feeling like she was doing, moving yeah. too fast. Yeah, that's way too yeah, fast. fast. Yeah. So my birthday, you know, Nisha, I give a party every year. Mm-hmm. Every year in Vegas, I give a three-day Las Vegas lady vacay. My dad called me and said, baby, I'm not going to be able to make it to your party. And she was in the background said, tell her why. Because I'm with my, you know, me and Norma, we've been dating. We're talking about getting married. And she don't think that's a good thing for me to come. I said to your daughter's birthday where all your family going to be at? Yeah. I said, you could have bring her. What's the problem? I said, but you know what, Dad? I'm going to come there. I got to fly in there anyway and fly back with my daughter. So I was already flying on my way here. Right, right. I came that night. When I came that night, I said, you know what? I'm going to have a party at my house. I was living right here in Brentwood. Mm-hmm. I said, I'm going to have a party at my house so my dad could come. I never called him. Mm-hmm. Why when I called him to tell him that night? He said, I'm on my way to Vegas, nigga. I said, to do what? I'm finna get married. Your brother oh, flying in from Oklahoma. Your sister in the yeah. back seat. Yeah. I said, wait a minute. That's going to She this. just started all this chaos about you not coming to Vegas to my birthday party. Yeah. And everybody canceled their reservations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Flights, hotels. This is promoted. Yeah. 90 days prior. This yeah. is an event that I have over 50 people come to. Yeah. Every year, even in the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So people change it. And I let everybody come to my house. I had a big old estate building. Everybody just came to my house and partied all night. Yeah. They made it back. They let they got married that night. They got to Vegas mm-hmm. and they came back and made it for my party the next day. They got married October fourth. My birthday October fifth. That ain't a shotgun wedding. Yeah. Okay. That is. That's like a major. That yeah. That's major. That's that's, that's major. So sixty days later, it was like ten life insurance letters in the mail. I said, what? wait a minute. Did you need oh, that much say life insurance? Yes. Days? I think we need to all rewind that. I'm gonna say life insurance. You say life insurance. Life insurance. You say life right. insurance. Life insurance. Did you say 60 days later? There was 10 of them. Life insurance. But, the but she took out 10 of them. She took 10, out 10 life insurance. That's what I'm saying. The day after the wedding, my dad's wife's car windows was busted out. The only car he had left from his late wife who, had, who was deceased. Wow. So all of a sudden, the car parked off a of camera. The only person got codes and keys to my dad's house was her and her daughter's. Okay, I didn't even have a code to get in my dad's house. You okay, didn't I didn't even have a code. My sister and brother lived in Oklahoma. My sister moved out here. She came out here when they got married. Ended up moving out here because she seen the shit going on. Mm-hmm. We sharp. It seems obscure. I've been telling her and everybody else she is gonna kill my dad. This lady is going to kill. Yeah. I mean, because the writing is on the wall as far as, I mean, the 10 life insurance 60 days after marriage. Um, she's trying to alienate him from everybody. My dad owned a home. No, that she said she received a letter 60 days. 
So that means yeah, he was you know, already you promoted you was calling that. for life insurances. Uh, uh-huh. So if you get all these letters in the mail, once you start calling finding life insurances or you uh-huh. go online, mm-hmm. everybody yeah. starts sending you letters. Okay. Uh, yeah. So uh-huh. you was interested in taking out life insurance policies. Mm-hmm. Okay. That was a red flag right there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. You done got rid of all this lady things. Yeah. But then to top it off, her and my dad got their first argument and she poured out his wife ashes <gasps> on the front yard. That is so disrespectful. I don't know if I can stay married after that. I ain't gonna No, lie. that is so, and that's crazy because I think me and you Buddha had that conversation about how disrespectful is it to get rid of somebody's ashes because you know for whatever reason. Remember, we got that is just beyond. Yeah, because I mean, I have ashes of one of my dead ch- children, and I mean, you better not touch that unless you attack one of my children. I'm gonna take it as that type of offense. Yeah. So. So you know, things. This is a higher level, and I kind of feel like, honestly, mm-hmm. she was antagonistic. Mm-hmm. She wanted to make she was her very... dad, yes, be. Kind of crazy looking mm-hmm. because he was right. somebody to react to things like that. Mm-hmm. Come on, now. he had to be a smooth operator. Yeah, and I mean better than a, a side zone mm-hmm. to sit here and let that happen and not choke any bitch out. Because I mean, I'm sorry to say that be was <laughs> yeah, but I, I'd have been on you. Yeah, but it got to a point where my dad was sick and he just wanted somebody to be with him. He had just lost his wife and he just wanted to be happy, right? Mm-hmm. And my dad had started getting sick. And she, every time they got into it, the lady would act like, oh, I'm going to church. I'm changing. And he kept trying to leave her. Okay, he didn't have stay away order. The judge put a stay away order on her because the judge got tired of coming in here because my dad kept getting in restraining orders that was temporary when the police come. When the police come, they know the lady by her first name. My dad got 11 open mm-hmm. cases when he died mm-hmm. from Antioch to Oakland to mm-hmm. Richmond. To Sassoon Police, to Fairfield Police Department. She done jumped on him multiple times. Mm-hmm. To top it off, she kidnapped him for three what? days after I got married. Girl, I need to hear this one. Yeah. Cut up everything oh my, my dad wore to my wedding. Called me and told me, come get your daddy while I'm on my honeymoon. My daddy in the background hollering. My husband get on the plane to fly to come get my daddy. I've been calling my daddy for three days. The minute he dropped my cousin off at the airport, he said she jumped on him, stole his car. Okay. Cut up his clothes, took an electric saw, sliced every door in his house. Yeah. Cut up everything in the house. Oh, my God. I said, Dad, that's a sick lady. So he stayed with me in Vegas for Mm. a while, maybe two months. Yeah. Now, a quick interlude is... On some real, you don't know the story of it, but you do, of a woman that I dated before called Banana Cream Pie. Oh, yeah. There are women. Mm-hmm. And I call it Banana Cream Pie because of the, it was a joke that was said by Cat Williams mm-hmm. that he was like, a woman will say something crazy while you're making love to her, and she was just saying Banana Cream Pie, and you just go ahead, but that one was crazy. So I, I always put that a reference with a woman that's just extreme crazy is Banana Cream Pie. Right. It was a light-skinned woman that I dated. That was pretty crazy in that sense. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but it is women that know the system is kind of built for them. Take advantage. Mm-hmm. He has multiple assaults right. reported. 
And you guys did not take this seriously. And that's that was. She my, has multiple yeah. things stated that she's doing things right. against him physically, but you guys because it's the advantage of the woman. And that's what I was going to ask. So and all she's these times using that, that against him. So all these times that obviously he filed police reports, she was never arrested, not even one time. Yes. That makes him multiple start feeling helpless. Oh, that so makes she, him, if you was a person that keep telling the cops, she was do arrested multiple times. And oh. the cold part is, after she married my dad, I I didn't go to my dad's house for two years oh. because I told my dad. I don't deal with toxic. I don't deal with drama. If that's who you in love with, you know, you can't get between. Yeah. You can't. You can't mm-hmm. get between dick and pussy. Yeah. You can't get between a husband and a wife. Mm-hmm. So he was trying to get a annulment. He kept coming back running to Vegas. Every time we go get a annulment, he'd be like, you know, I really don't want to do this. I really love you. I just want you to get, get it together. And see... She stabbed her last husband 13 times, okay? Wow. Okay, so I kept saying, I knew this lady from somewhere. Mm-hmm. So the lady came in, and she said some last names. And I said, oh, well, I don't know how that's you related to him because that's my family. Mm-hmm. I said, well, if you one of them, you know, by their last name, I don't really want to announce the last name on here. Right. But, um, boom, I called my husband on the phone. He was like, I know her from somewhere. <coughs> he said, that's Darnell, mama. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. got two kids. She got, my sister, my god sister got two kids by him. You know who the baby daddy that is. And I said, oh, I do know. Ain't this a lady who stabbed Curtis? Oh, and left from the house. I said, from when we used to, my, my, my god sister used to have big parties. Mm-hmm. And he used to be a man. She left him in her house mm-hmm. after she stabbed him. Okay? Mm-hmm. Sold his house. Her and her daughter's dog, the man. Okay, she got two kids by him. Yeah. That's what she was known for. Mm-hmm. I'm telling wow. my dad this happened. Everybody, I'm a promoter. I run a record label. I'm a, I mean, I wear multiple hats. I'm like the Bay Area Yandy. Yeah. Okay? okay. So... This lady went to my events and she was seen with my dad every time somebody came across this woman. Mm-hmm. What is your daddy doing with her? I mean, this woman energy, every time she came across someone, they said, like, she ain't cool. Mm-hmm. I feel her. It could mm-hmm. be people who never even met her. Yeah. Okay. My godmother, drummer cat. Met this woman. Drummer Cat is a very gospel woman and she's very well known. And she's from Sacramento. And the first time she ever met this woman, she walked up and shook her hand. She said, No, we do hugs. Mm-hmm. She sat back down. She looked at my dad, which is her brother, and she said, Brother, you know, I ain't never got in your business. Mm. That woman, whole spirit, oh, uh, what she say, aura, aura. and yeah. energy, yeah, is not good. I believe mm-hmm. she's not for you. Yeah, leave that woman mm-hmm. alone. Mm-hmm. That woman is gonna kill you. Mm. Well, that's bone chilling. And when somebody tells you, like, it's just the that, energy of it. Yeah, like, that's chilling. Energy. That's intense. Yeah. What's so chilling of her is soul. twenty-five mm-hmm. people made statements. Because she didn't, she started answering my dad's phone, okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Calling people in his phone. She told several people, I'm gonna kill Raymond. 
Okay. Oh, no. I'm going to kill him. Shut up. I'm going to kill your daddy. Okay, this woman was worse than Medea. Tyler yeah. Perry ain't got nothing on her. Yeah. This lady was like, she. Would, I call her two chains. That's pretty nice. I said, one minute you want to be holy, mm-hmm. and one minute you want to walk around here like a trapper rapper, mm-hmm. grabbing all on yourself, toting guns. Yeah. Mm-mm. And that's premeditated because she's walking around saying it. You yeah, know? it definitely was yeah. premeditated. Like Just like before she stabbed my sister, she left my sister. Did you say stabbed your sister? She stabbed my sister the same place that she stabbed my daddy on the same day one year prior. You must have just hear that. That was at the beginning of the podcast. Oh, yeah. That, yeah, tell us yes. about that. She he stabbed. She we, stabbed. We monetized the shit out of so that. Yeah, that's let's, what, let's, yeah, let's, let's yeah, go into let's that Let's talk segment. about that. So, because that's, yes, this woman had a problem with my dad kids, period. Like I told you, I ain't right. went to my dad's house in two years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had to stay away from my dad. My dad. My dad didn't even know where I lived at. My dad have never been in my house. Why? Because I don't want no one to know where I lay my chair at. Right. But thanks to the mortuary, they put it on the death certificate. <laughs> oh, my God. So now she know where I live at. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now getting back to the situation at hand. This lady had issues mm-hmm. with not just me, not just my sister, with everybody that came across this woman who loved my father. Whoever loved him, mm-hmm. she had a problem with it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know... And my cousin Quay, you know, that's my dad's favorite niece. Mm-hmm. The first time they even came in action with this lady, this lady was like, she was like, oh, cuz it's something about her. Like everybody knew it was something about this woman. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, there was something about her energy that was off. And she was trying to alienate him from everybody. You done jumped on the man to the point where people done have to call me at 3 a.m. I mean, multiple times she would call me. Oh, when she poured high grits on my lady? <laughs> Shonda, what? Grits? Shonda, high grits? Uh, yeah, I just want to call you and let you know. I just poured a high pressure, a high pot of grits on your daddy. And don't worry about calling the police. I already called them. Oh, I'm going to go God. to jail, bitch. You better make sure you go find which hospital they're going to take your daddy to. What? I'm going to yeah, have to take a commercial break. Yeah, that's... We that's, need a quick commercial break of Black Lives Matter. Yeah. Someone out there needs to listen that Black Lives Matter as well. Yes. If they're calling the police, and it seems absurd, please, police officer, respond anyway. This is just your local report, again, from black people who's going through a lot of shit. Go ahead. Right. So it was like, you know, it started getting deeper and deeper. I mean, this is this this is horror. It's not only devastating. I didn't lose my dad to natural causes. Mm-hmm. I lost my dad to someone who told me that they was going to kill my dad. She told me she was going to kill my dad. Yeah. Hmm. That's I gutted your sister, but I'm going to kill your daddy. That's bullshit. And so when she stabbed this her sister, blatant. what exactly happened to her then? They didn't even come out, arrest her. They didn't do anything. Yeah, so it was like every time the police came out, he would go back and get the restraining order off of her. I love her, and that's my wife. That's my wife. Like the judge said, you know what? I'm so tired of seeing Raymond in a question mark. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of seeing y'all in my courtroom. I'm going to put a stay-away order on her. Then my dad fought the judge 90 days later to remove the stay-away order. My dad had moved out. Mm-hmm. Number one, let's be clear. My dad owned his own house. She had a one-bedroom apartment around the corner. She lived right around the corner from him. Okay? 
Mm-hmm. So she made my dad sell his house because she was not entitled to it. Mm-hmm. And she told him all the time, he said, hold on. When I leave here, if you want to buy a house together, mm-hmm. then that's fine. But this house, when I go, is for my kids. Right. right. And right. that's only right. You didn't put a dollar on this. You live around the corner. So I talked to my dad for two years. She came and walked in the limelight bar in Fairfield. And my dad was not even supposed to bring her. I hadn't even talked to him in a year. And I said, you know what? Come meet me, dad. I'm finna go meet my, uh, you know, my president, Bree. And we finna talk because I was joining her club. And I said, you know, we finna have a meeting. You can come by. You know, I'm out here in Fairfield. I just want to see my dad because my dad was my best friend. Mm-hmm. People didn't even have to. People know you used to even know that's my dad. They used to be like, man, who is that? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Everybody know my dad was a player, man. Aww. He was very highly respected in the streets. I mean, everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He was very, very loved. Mm-hmm. And he, everybody know he loved his daughters. Okay, my dad, I have a daughter. I mean, I have a sister the same age as me. Mm-hmm. But we buy two different women. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But we like twins. Yeah. Everywhere we went. We dress like our dad. Man, look, my dad go to everywhere, every function with his daughters, every event I have my dad there. I don't care what it is. We ride with our dad regardless, and she hated that. Mm-hmm. The type of love we had with our dad, yeah. a lot of people don't have that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't have the energy that we had. Yeah. And she hated that. She used to sit there with a glare in her eyes and just watch us. Yeah. And then she'll call us all the time, threaten us, talk shit. But see, we to the point where we don't even live like that. That's not our life. Mm-hmm. You know, we kept trying to get our dad from her. But we can't stop a grown man from going back. Yeah. But he was not competent. He was he was incompetent. Yeah. He had just lost his wife. He was sick. He started dying. Now he done made the man sell his house. Right. They killed him 90 days later. Yeah. Then Curtis ended up dying. Mm-hmm. October 29th, she buried Curtis, the one that she stabbed 13 yeah. times. My oh, so dad went to the funeral. Wow. Mm. She fell for divorce on Halloween and killed my dad on Thanksgiving Eve. And the body didn't even come up out of our house until Thanksgiving Day. I stayed on the murder scene for eight hours. Now, I wanted to ask you before we got to this moment. Yeah. Because we're hearing a lot right. of the lot. interaction. <laughs> and you know me, I like to look at it as a non-biased part of it. However, when you are seeing someone you love who see that they're with a wrong person, what did that put you mentally? It mentally drained me and my sister. We both are not okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, we wasn't okay before this lady killed our dad because we knew she was going to kill our dad. Yeah, We told everybody this. I used to tell my dad all the time, this woman going to kill you, dad. Mm-hmm. And she told me. And I said, but let me tell you, son, what makes you think you're going to get away with it? Because right. you're not going to get away with killing my daddy. Yeah. No. You know why? Because I'm a child of God. Mm-hmm. And I'm a real person. I ain't never harmed a human being, period. Mm-hmm. And I'm a true prayer warrior. Okay, I'm an evangelist, number one. Yeah. So, you know, she going to get everything she got to come to her because you didn't just stab my dad. You got three husbands who died from stab wounds. Right. Not just Curtis. Curtis got stabbed, but he stayed alive. But still, you have done this before. So why isn't this lady in jail? 
Right. That was my question. I mean, cause why isn't yeah. she in jail? Yeah, she's done this before. I mean, honestly, if she would have got arrested after she did it to Curtis, your dad would still be alive. After she right stabbed now. my you sister, I mean? she went and beat herself up and checked herself into a mental hospital. This is out. This no, is, it, I don't I, even have words. This is honestly. The only thing I would say that I saw equal to this is when we was referring to before what I think was Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh, when it's the yeah. black community. Yeah. And then the, a lot of people in the community was mm-hmm. aware of the things that's going on before the police officers. Mm-hmm. This is like the same incident of before. Yeah. People not being listened to that right. are in the community mm-hmm. that is very aware that's what's going on and it being swept under the rug. Yeah, that's what it's, it definitely was swept under the rug. I mean, well, my dad's phone records was pulled. My dad was scared for his life five days before he was murdered. The last time I seen my dad was at a Whispers concert and um, actually I wasn't even going. My mom today got sick and she had front row seat tickets to the Whispers concert. And I had called my dad earlier that day and I said, hey, dad, I might be going and I don't know if I'm really going. He said, me neither. And I said, okay, dad, well, just call me later. And I ended up going. And uh, as I was walking to the bathroom, I seen my dad. I didn't know who my dad was. Mm-hmm. He had on a long blue mink coat. Yeah, like a blue Versace shirt, blue gators. Yeah, you know I mean, the mink was to the floor. I didn't even know who my daddy was because I'm. I'm, I'm not gonna lie, I want to dress like your daddy. Man, he was. Yeah, everybody knew him. He was a fashionista. He yeah. dressed any moment, anywhere. You would be like, "Dad, you too many. Put something else on, man. This is how. This is me, man. This double R. Yeah, Rock Gorman be sharp all the way to the socks. That's awesome. To the drawers. That's how he was. Clean. Yeah. After that, the boy double R was. He was something else. Oh, he was amazing. Man, he was amazing. Everybody knew him. Everybody mm. called him Pops. You oh, know what I'm God. saying? He, he. Everybody knew him. So you know, it's it just it's sad. It is. And it's sad because a lot of people got intervened in it. Mm-hmm. Everybody got intervened in this whole process and tried to stop it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this conversation was discussed multiple times with multiple family members telling him that she is going to kill you. Mm-hmm. And... Five days before my dad died, he was calling people all that week, mm. all that week, saying he was scared for his life. That's and hard. It's so deep. It's terrifying. And mm. I'm going to go deep with it. Mm. I feel like because the day that my dad died. He texts my cousin three hours. My dad start breathing at 7.20 p.m. He texts my cousin at 3.40, like a 12-page letter, Mm. saying he was at peace with himself. He was tired of arguing. He was tired of dealing with things that he didn't want to deal with. He said, at this time in my life, if God chose me to go, then I'm just ready to go because I'm so tired. And this... So devastating. Oh, no. It's okay. Mama. It's okay. We hear what you said. Yeah, we're here. Give me a hand, sister. Give me a hand, sister. The last whole week, I had talked to him for three hours and thirty minutes, and my dad said, "You know, I just want us all to be a family. I just, you know, to get along. I'm so yeah. tired of not having my wife and my daughters not being able to even sit, maybe eat dinner." And I mm-hmm. said, "Dad, excuse me. You know, I love you, but one thing I would never do." would sit at a table and eat Thanksgiving dinner with your wife. Yeah, no. Because 
I can be cordial and I can respect that that's your decision and that's who you love. Yeah. But I choose not mm-hmm. to keep that type of company. Absolutely. Because mm-hmm. anything that bothers my spirit or takes my energy, I don't want to be around it. And I have gave her too many chances to be a stepmom, you mm-hmm. know, to try to get along with her. You know, when y'all, when they first met, I tried so hard to get along with her. I invited her to everything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I made her feel real comfortable. You know, I tried to have a relationship with her and her kids. It just was drama, drama, drama. Yeah. Her behavior, and it just came in so many different parallels. It just was ridiculous. Mm. This is a horror story. It is. Yes, it is. I, I want to tell you that your strength is amazing. And honestly, it, you know, you guys did everything you could, but I can imagine from your point, there's only so much you could do because he was a grown man. And so it's so hard to kind of watch your family member just self-destruct, you know? And with you saying that, I do want to hear your reasoning behind why did your dad say it was okay for him to stay with her when he felt that he was going to die? Well, I think my dad was not like i said before he was not uh competent and Mm -hmm. i should have found guardianship to try to get you know um guardianship over him because he really was not in his right state of mind and he really did love her Mm -hmm. and i felt like he had been through so much in life he didn't have no judgment zone when it came to her because he seen he just felt like he was dying and he really just wanted to be loved Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and he know how people is Mm -hmm. he know people change but at that age who wants to go through that yeah i ain't never wanted to go through that but i have been through that i have been i'm a domestic violence survivor not one time but three times Mm -hmm. so i do understand that at times you do go back yeah and at one time i almost lost my life okay and Mm -hmm. i would just think I want to crawl out the house and made it, you know, I was still going back. Yeah. So, you know, I can't speak for what was in his mind or for what he, he felt like why he kept having to go back because that's still questionable to me. Every day I wake up in my life, I ask him to give me clarity so I can have some type of closure, but I would never have closure mm-hmm. until she is behind bars mm-hmm. and we are going to trial yeah. and she is being charged mm-hmm. for my father's murder. Period. Mm. Agreed. Mm. Yeah, you know, I would never justice. be. I would never be okay. I would never be the same. She didn't just kill him. She killed me. She killed my sister. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. She killed us. Yeah. I'm still trying to good. live every day. I still got a mom. I still got kids and grandkids to live for. Yeah. But and it's hard. Mm-hmm. A big piece of your family right. is missing. And it's scary. Yeah. Like, you really walking around here like, it's okay. Yeah. Like, I ran into her at Bingo. The first time I went to Bingo, my sister-in-law always begged me to go to Bingo. I don't ever go. She said, you know what? You need to get out the house. Mm-hmm. You've been in the house. You're going through some things. Let me treat you to Bingo. She had just one jackpot at Bingo. Mm-hmm. Here, I'll go, go to Bingo. I'm sitting down, and my husband got me snacks, and I got all my Bingo card and my extra tabs. Yeah. Boo, boo, the electric thing, and I'm ready to play Bingo. It's all hooked up, okay? Uh-oh. And then, Uh-oh. here come my husband. Uh, baby, baby, what? That bitch here. Hey, what bitch? Uh-oh. Your oh. daddy's wife, her and her daughter. Uh-oh. Oh, my God. I said, oh, oh where they at? 
He said, look right here to your left. They right behind you sitting at this back table. Wow. Don't get up. I said, man, I'm ready to go. And my sister-in-law said, we ain't leaving. Mm-hmm. I said, I don't want to be somewhere where I know I'm an active fool. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's not my character. It would have took all the light not to punch her in the face. Everything like, in me. People, people of the the urban community, especially of the brown community, we live in a cold. Asians understand it. Is sometimes there should be a chance to get in that ass. Thank it should you. like be a getting that ass contract. That's what I was and saying. Man, Maybe this is a battle contract with every instance of death. Can you imagine what was going through my head to see a person who killed my father? How did father? you not punch her right then and there? Like, what held you back? I, because they was watching me, they wouldn't let me get up. And from the time I got up, I couldn't you do should, nothing That's what laugh. I'm saying. There should be a contract I, where she signed something, she was, you signed something. They, once they even had a glance at me, yeah. they start covering their heads. They didn't oh, want me to no. see them. I wouldn't. I want to be a part of that. And I'm not gonna lie. If I worked at the casino, up, I wouldn't I be a part of that. There, yeah. and I just wanted to get eye contact. Yeah, you did. Mm-hmm. And I laughed. Yeah. I saw you at me. Well, she better because life seems so simple. Are you yeah. at Because Vigo. this is this is the injustice. You just lost because your she husband. She's been yeah. away with it. She thinks she's yeah. getting away with you it. Just she's lost going to life. your it's husband. Her. Mm. Yeah. This is a lot. What I'm are you lot doing at Bingo? You ain't been to Bingo the three years. There's a lot I'm saying at the end. You yeah. been with him. Yeah. You ain't never been to Bingo. Mm-hmm. You ain't never had human hair. You ain't never wore a lace wig. Oh, so she's using his My body. daddy used to beg you to go to the hair shop. You used to wear an old school hood rat ponytail. Mm-hmm. You want to go get your feet done. You want to go get your nails done. She had no type of motherly instinct in her. She had no type of woman. Mm-hmm. And I used to wonder what, Pop, what you want with us? That ain't even your type. He's looking love. She called him at a vulnerable, vulnerable yeah, time. Yeah, because he had just lost his wife. That's what, he was really vulnerable. Now, I'm going to speak about men's vulnerability, which people don't believe in, especially black men. It's actually something that is very tough. It's almost like a Cleon thing, if you're saying it in a metaphor, mm-hmm. of people to understand. It seems like a Star Trek and, and, and Farfetch, but... Uh, it is something that it is people understand it when you say it's a Latino person and they're passionate and they're aggressive about the things that they do but black men are in the same way that way Mm. and he does have a lot of love in his heart he Mm -hmm. did the things that he did and he does not believe even in the same person that he was before and that's what I was telling you about Tukey Johnson Mm -hmm. he's not the same man He's looking for love. He's looking for resolvement. He's looking for a lot of things in his life mm-hmm. that he actually got deprived of on yeah. his last days. Yeah. Now, this is layers. I got one question to ask. Mm-hmm. And because I really want to uh, close this with something deep, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Please. This, yes. Can we go to break before we do the closing? Yeah, absolutely. And we'll take a break and then. Yes. Um, I want to close it with something deep. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, I know. did want to ask you if it be on air or not. Um, you may need to cut this out, but I want us to either later add it on. Uh-huh. But I want to have your father's words. The last thing he wrote to you that yeah. you read. I want 
the actual yeah. words yeah to put on recording with us if you allow us to do so that the actual wonderful. last words that he yeah. said to yeah me. the letter that you said no he wrote. he wrote to his cousin the last text message yes oh, yeah. I, I, I would like to have that letter. last do you one have that body do you have that yes I but it's in my other that. phone okay just but i actually i don't know if i really will want will know if she will want me to disclose the, oh. the text because it was a you lot know. of legal stuff. Oh yeah, I don't think we don't want to mess up because yeah. I yeah. want his words yeah. never to die. Yeah, and you know the only last words I had with him was the three hour and thirty minute conversation. Mm-hmm. Is when he laid it down to me that he was so tired of us not being able to even have a dinner, even sit down and eat together. He just wanted to his because my at this time my sister was not talking to him. Yeah, and he said, "I'm so tired of not being able to have my kids around me, mm-hmm. and it's destroying me. This is killing me. It is, you know, my you and your sister not talking. Your brother ain't answered the phone for me in six months, mm-hmm. and that's why when I close it, I'm gonna go so deep with this. Oh, yeah, about how when the man did die and how everything went down, how she was still entitled to one fourth." And how his own life insurance didn't even release funds to even bury him. They wanted me to call my dad's murderer because she was not convicted, Jack. Okay. And she was not even the beneficiary. And that's what I So not only did I got to fight for my dad's justice, thank God the coroners gave me the body because she was entitled to that. That's, you know what? The coroners. So, and I think we were talking a little bit about life insurances, and I know it's different in the state of California, but most uh, states, if the person is even suspected of wrongdoing to that person, they will not cash the funds out. So that's why I wanted to, you know, kind of uh, find out. It sounds like this experience has been different for you because it sounds like they're cashing the funds out like right away because she hasn't been convicted. Is that what's going on? What's going on is um, the life insurance came into play as the coroners released the body to me. And I'd heard, and I had the mortuary pick up the body once the body was released to me. Because mm-hmm. I was next to Kim, the oldest kid. Right. So, make a long story short, once the body got to the mortuary, my dad had ARP New York Life Insurance. He had a $150,000 policy. Okay? We had the policy. We contacted him. Beneficiary was my dad's ex-wife, wow. and she was deceased. Oh. So the life insurance said, well, we have to do an investigation. We need a death certificate showing that your dad, late wife, Cheryl, have been deceased. Mm-hmm. No problem. We'll mm-hmm. get that to you. Right. And my dad was actually a 100% disabled veteran, so he had full veteran benefits. Oh. So make a long story short, as they doing an investigation... They start sending us survivorship papers for me, my brother, and my sister. My dad only had three kids. Mm-hmm. So once we waited, okay, it took them four weeks. Four weeks to tell us, well, if your dad got remarried, the next beneficiary will be his daughter. Oh. It will be his wife. Oh, gosh. And we said, well, she's the inflictor. In the state of California, if you're an inflictor, you're not supposed to uh, be able to receive 
the life insurance benefits. Right. I didn't even know that terminology. Yeah, yeah. And the, the life insurance said, well, our policy <laughs> and our protocol is long as she has not been convicted of his murder, we have to release the life insurance to the beneficiary and within 45 days of the descendant. Oh, but being I feel, deceased. That sounds like, like some Donald Trump well, shit. Well, I feel like that's crazy she because knew the, reason, the legs of the law. But the reason why I think that's crazy is because you know there's no statute of limitation on murder. So okay, they've released this money. So let's say ten years later they convict her of it. She's already spent the money. Well, so how? You know what's the deep, the deepest thing ever is you have to be careful when you get your life insurance policies through. And then number one, what you have to do to stop her from getting a life insurance, you have to file for executive of the state. Mm. So they told me to go file a small affidavit. Mm-hmm. And I had to go file for executive of the state. And then I was so devastated trying to bury my dad and mm-hmm. within everything else that came with it. Mm-hmm. I am being murdered and she's the beneficiary and controlling every damn thing. Right. It made it even harder. Okay, so yeah, the veterans, they only give you a plot, mm. okay? They don't do nothing else but give you a plot in their stone or let you be put in the wall yeah. there at the veterans cemetery. Anything else they got to do with funds? They didn't even give us our dad last benefits. My dad got $4,000 in benefits a month from the veterans, mm-hmm. okay? He got in a car accident on the veterans base. And was disabled from when it was he was working and living on the base mm. in North okay. Carolina. And it caused him to have brain damage. Shit. So his he was a hundred percent disabled veteran. They didn't give us the last benefits because she's entitled. Because when you get married in the state of California, you've been married for over three years. Mm-hmm. Your wife is entitled to if you if they would have community property together, mm-hmm. she would have been more entitled than the one fourth. She's only entitled to one fourth because anything my dad had, he bought himself. Mm-hmm. But he did sell his house ninety days prior to him dying, mm-hmm. and he put it in a bank account. Oh. So once that house was sold, mm-hmm. she was entitled to one fourth of it because he sold the house mm-hmm. that he had with mm-hmm. his ex wife. Mm-hmm. So that became as is. Yeah. And she's still entitled to one fourth of the life insurance. Mm-hmm. She's entitled to one fourth of the money he put in the county, sold his house for $580,000. And he had like $380,000 of it put up in his bank account. Mm-hmm. And um, the bank said they have to release it to the beneficiary. The bank institution policy is. If she haven't been charged or Damn. convicted, they cannot. That's bullshit. Yeah, that they looks... can't hold it because yeah. his daughter, right? Your dad and his wife killed him. Yeah. So I had to put everything in probate, but they did freeze everything. Mm-hmm. But they only freeze it for forty-five days. Oh, okay. So after forty-five days, then, then yeah. they have to contact her, mm-hmm. and I had to beat her to the punch and everything. Now I am fighting her. With putting everything in probate, filing for executive of a state. My dad had three votes. Okay, my dad had a Maserati. Mm-hmm. She crashed my dad, Brandon Lincoln, 2021 Lincoln Navigator, the day before she killed him. She crashed into a wall. Like, he oh, was out at a club and told him to come get his car. Oh my gosh. That's and like just did not stop. And um, yeah. So. It's devastating, as I say again, 
and it's sad that she's still entitled to one fourth. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm trying to get her charged and get her in jail and fight her as being an inflictor. Mm-hmm. So I have to fight her and protest her with a petition being filed in the court to for her to either give up her rights as uh, being entitled to that one fourth, or she can keep that one fourth. And she have to wait till everything goes through probate. Mm-hmm. Hopefully by that time, the evidence will be back from the forensic lab mm-hmm. that we're waiting on. Okay? Mm-hmm. Because when my dad died, we had to wait for robots to be delivered, to mm-hmm. go into her house. And we had to fly drones in there. Mm-hmm. They got these robots that come off the truck. And they got legs. And it rolls into the apartment. They got cameras on them. Mm-hmm. And it goes and gets the evidence. So we have to wait for all them samples to come back. I mm-hmm. mean, this is some deep shit. You know, I actually, I have my own foundation, which is Let Our Kids Live. And I'm part of Pooh Man Lawrence Thomas Foundation, which is No More Tears. I have fought in the streets of throughout Oakland, Vallejo, throughout mm-hmm. the Bay Area for people, you know, who've been through homicides. Mm-hmm. But when it's your own, yeah, it's like I can even get up and go to radio stations. I have several people, several people who asked me, can you do an interview? Can I film the documentary? Can I write the book? And, hey, my dad just died. So, you know, and a very cousin of mine called me and said, if you want to tell your story first, tell it to, you know, high garbage. Mm -hmm. And let them be the first ones because I'm just now comfortable with telling the story. Like, two interviewers put a story out on my dad. I mean, the first story was put on my dad while he was still on the lady floor. He died at 720. Oh. They released it in the Fairfield Nextel uh, link on Facebook that my dad was murdered. And once I got you know the phone call mm-hmm. and found out, it was already published. Mm-hmm. It was linked. So that's how you One found of the police out. linked it to an interviewer. Her name is Kim Fu. Mm-hmm. She wanted to redo the interview. I was interested in her redoing it, but when she called me back and said, hey, let's get it done, I said, hey, you know what? I thought I was ready. I'm going through so many things right now. I don't think I'm ready for that because it's still an investigation. So mm-hmm. you have to be careful when your loved ones are victims of homicide mm-hmm. and is you a victim of a violent crime because... That shit goes cold case. I was just going to say. how long it takes for you to get evidence. Back? Yeah. And you got, it's like, and you have to kind of be the squeaky will. Like, you like do you have a good a lawyer, detective? Like, a yeah, everything. You have to become the strong daughter. Yeah. You have to become. Um, and it shouldn't be like that. Like, being, I'm the only one was entitled to uh, having to bury him with my sister. Me and my sister was entitled to bury him. My brother gave up the first week, said he washed his hands with it. Mm-hmm. It was too deep for him. It was too much. Um, my dad was supposed to make him the beneficiary a long time ago, and they had discussed that, so we wouldn't even have to be going through anything we going through. Mm-hmm. And my dad didn't do that. So that's why I tell everybody, go get a living trust. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's okay to have a will, but go get a living trust. Yeah. While you alive, have a living trust and have everything put up in that trust, just not a living will. You need a trust. I like that idea. Yeah, definitely. Because you need to say, you want this to go to this person, whether or not matter who I'm married to. Mm-hmm. 
I want my kids or uh, even if you want it to be your wife, if your kid kill you, you know, put it into where you think is the best person to handle your uh, assets. Yeah. Because now I'm fighting for my dad's um, justice. I'm fighting for his assets not to go on his lady hands. I mean, you killed the man. But you killed the man because you wanted the money because this is your MO. This is what you do anyway. Yeah. So to her, this is normal. Well, and I mm. will definitely say so this, this case is can't not go nothing cold. different than her. Yeah. It's different to me it, because yeah. I'm suffering from losing my dad and you killed him, but you've been killing people, daddy. Well, I know, like. You've been stabbing. You know, you've been stabbing. You stabbed your own kids, daddy. Well, I know, like, from a lot of the experience that I've been through and I've seen, it's important not to let this case go cold. That's why I'm so glad that, you know, you're letting us, you know, you know, to kind of share this case. The more we share this case and, you know, just be on the detective's line. Like, I know family members that was calling, like, every day. Like, don't feel like you're bugging them because they will let your case I'll go stop answering my phone. Yeah, like, I would just keep talking. I didn't answer my phone and I still mm-hmm. haven't answered my phone for them. Yeah. I still haven't talked to my family. Certain yeah. ones. And like if, I know that most of the time they have a detective that's like appointed to the case. And detective sure Darren Miller, yeah, of the Fairfield Police Department. Oh. Like I put on Facebook, I gave everybody his number, and I said I need y'all all to do me a favor. I said I need everybody to call Detective Darren Miller and just ask him one question for me: Why isn't this woman in jail for Raymond McLemore murder mm-hmm. when he was killed in her house? Number one, he didn't break an entering. Mm-hmm. He was married to her. He didn't live there. You know what they told me? What? They didn't get none of his belongings. Because when you murdered in somebody else's house, that becomes their property. So you didn't get my dad's wallet? Whoa. What? what? They didn't say that. They only, yes, that's what they said. Whoa. That's, that's his wife. How was we supposed to pick up his property out of her house? Right. But that, yeah. I said, but every time her and my dad got into it, she took his wallet and kidnapped his dog. She kidnapped his dog when she killed him. Oh, my they God. They called me and threatened to do something to the dog if my uncle didn't come get the dog. And my uncle, my dad didn't go nowhere without that dog. But when they got my dad body off that lady floor, my dad had a $10,000 Rolex watch on him. He didn't have his Rolex. He didn't have none. One of his wedding rings. He didn't have the pinky ring. He didn't have nothing, no jewelry on him or anything. So not only did you kill him, he robbed him. Yeah. And not only, you had already, two weeks prior, stole my dad's wallet and kidnapped his dog. Mm. And I didn't even know. So it's Yeah, this is important for justice to so be So she might have been changing the beneficiary on yeah. the bank accounts, calling yeah. the bank. Yeah, there was a lot. This is a lot. This, this don't never this. have credit union. You could change your beneficiaries online. Now, I know that this may be, like, really hard for you, but can you kind of, like, relive the moment of how you found out your dad passed? What happened? How were you told? It was Thanksgiving Eve, November 23rd, 2022. I was getting ready to light a grill, to smoke a turkey. And all that day, I kept wondering why my dad didn't call me. So as I lit the grill, me and my husband was outside lighting the grill. My phone rang, and it said, Didi. I answered the phone, and he said, I was calling to pay my condolences about double R. And I said, what the, who? What do you mean? And she said, you must don't know. I said, I don't know what. Well, Q, 
Kim just called me and said her mama called her and said that Ballard is laid down in the middle of the living room floor bleeding at his wife's house because his wife stabbed him and um, he's not breathing and she's going to jail. And I said, you ain't talking about my daddy. Does I know my daddy ain't dead. Mm-hmm. How you find out my daddy dead and Kim found out my daddy dead when Kim left me Vegas? I, I did. Her mama called her. How did Reese? Her mama name is Reese. How did Reese call Kim? Way in Vegas and Reese live in Richmond. They even called me and told me that my daddy was dead. Mm-hmm. So what I'm gonna need you to do, PD, is come get me. Mm-hmm. Because we finna go to my dad's wife house so I can see if my dad is dead. Yeah. Yeah. So she comes and gets me. And before she even pulls up, my sister sitting on the couch and said, oh my God, it's already on the news. Oh my God. It's in a newspaper. And that was at 849 that it was released. And I got to the murder scene at 925. As I put up to the murder scene, I was with Didi. And they said, hey, hi, who are you? I said, hi, I'm Raymond McLemore's daughter. I'm Rayshonda McLemore. And I had a phone call that my dad was deceased. Who called you? I you said, Didi, she's mm-hmm. right here. And he said, well, what did she say when she called you? I said, she said she wanted to pay her condolences because my dad was dead and he was stabbed to death by his wife and he was bleeding to death on his wife's living room floor mm-hmm. and she got a call from Vegas from Kim because Kim Mama Reese called her from Richmond to tell her that my dad was in Fairfield on his wife's living room floor dead and then she brought me to the murder scene. Now I see tape and everything roped off and I see a coroner's man. I'm just trying to find out is that my dad's body? And is oh. this true that, you know, his wife killed him? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry that I have to be the one to give you this news. Yes, your dad is dead. But his wife is not in jail. So for them to tell you that, who called Kim's mama mm-hmm. and told her that? Mm-hmm. Didi said the bitch daughter. And he said, which one are her daughters? I said, Donisha. Donisha, the only daughter who live in the same apartment complex right. as her fucking mama. Right. So you knew what she said. Her she other daughter it. is with my uncle. Mm-hmm. And they live in Oakland. Mm-hmm. So, why everybody didn't call me? And number one, what not. you mean she not in jail? Well, it was a phone call for domestic violence. And she, he was not the only person was stabbed. She was stabbed as well. Yeah. What? That's... Okay. She on some... You ever seen uh, the movie with Denzel Washington? I said, but my yeah. dad couldn't walk. Mm-hmm. My dad couldn't breathe. My dad was on several medications. Mm-hmm. She been whooping my daddy ass. She weighed over 230. My daddy was only 90 pounds. 88 to be exact. Okay, so how was it the maximum violence? I don't believe my dad cut her because my dad was never the aggressor. She already said she was going to kill my dad. She didn't say that multiple times. 
My dad's best friend rolled up at the same time and started crying. Mm-hmm. He was the last person with my dad. He was the last person to see my dad walk in that lady's house. Beautiful man. Besides yeah. uh, Lisa B, Lisa Bryant, um, which is her neighbor, which was so crazy because that's who baptized me. And she didn't even know that was my dad until I put it on Facebook and said, we prayed. Because when that man pulled up, that lady was going crazy. Mm-mm. She was very upset. And me and my husband prayed that he did not walk in that lady's door. Mm-hmm. And once he walked in that lady's door, that was the last time I seen him. He never made it out. Oh. All we did was come out of our house and everything was taped off. And we yeah. prayed. All we did was pray. Sunshine, I'm so sorry that you and your family had yeah, to go through Yeah, man, that. that's deep, man. It is. It's perfect. It's really, that's yeah. so it deep. Really and not to sound Virgo, Vogel. Vogel, Virgil. Vulgar. Vulgar. There it is. Girl, I've been drinking. This is the best thing on this show. So we need to drink to get it all out. <laughs> right. Uh, time. I don't get to drink because somebody made me drunk. Well, this time, but this time. <laughs> you usually do. Don't yeah. put it out there like she don't drink, y'all. Uh, she be drinking. I, I do drink a lot. I just More I was, than me, actually. Yeah, I'm a responsible driver. I'm so actually I'm, cut, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm cutting it back. But the point is, is that, mm-hmm. is that it is in this moment in which it is saying of the truth of who he was yeah. and of the truth of what has happened. Not saying, I can't say who what is did, what somebody did and did not do, yeah. but what I'll say is the community points to it. Right. You know, right, and right. this man, when you say somebody who was. I would tell y'all something really end, deep though, right? It's scary. My grandfather, my dad's dad, he was killed by his wife. On his birthday at the kitchen table in Carthage, Texas. My dad name, my grandfather's name was James Edward McLemore. He was one of the first black men who owned a gas station in Seattle and also in Texas. My grandfather had 51 children. My dad had 51 brothers and sisters. 50 50 brothers and sisters. And uh, three of the women he had kids by were sisters. So, you know, my dad was married to, my grandfather was married to a German lady who dad owned Boeing Airlines. Mm-hmm. And um, she killed my grandfather. Oh and so this, God. like, it's a curse because mm-hmm. my dad was killed and his dad was killed. Oh and they both God. was killed by their wife. Oh, my gosh. Right. Well, we cannot let this case sit cold. If there's anything that me or Buddha could do, like in support of you and your family, let me know. And everybody out there, please, justice, justice, justice for Raymond McLemore. Uh, don't be lying on me. Say his name, Raymond McLemore. Raymond McLemore. Raymond McLemore. Now we that argue. I will tell the truth of it. Don't be saying I'm gonna go out and sit and hunt somebody down. I am not. I, no, I don't mean like. We, no, I did but, not mean that we're gonna like like do that, uh, you know, like not vigilante. I'm talking as far as fight for justice to get this story told. Yes, we're going to fight for justice. So everybody can know my dad's story. And thank you so much. But some of the people be just regular ass cats doing something and they did bad and you got shot. That's what's supposed to happen. 
versus we the people that I was. This is what makes me mad is because people like this yeah. is swept under the rug. Right, right. exactly. People, real people and that they don't really give a fuck shit. Right, because you kind of look. You, if you look at their resume, mm-hmm. they look like they're the same type of guy. Mm-hmm. They look like they was kind of hood. They look like they do hood stuff, and this is the income and the things that they make. But you didn't look at this person's whole story where. He was so real about being in love. This is part of my recap. We're going to go into this, y'all. Yeah. But this is about to be a six-bar recap now. This shit right here, Mm -hmm. this is real. I don't cuss on this, but this made it real. Yeah. And I'm saying, this is one of the things I be telling you. I be sometimes kind of getting at you like a prophet and a preacher. And I mean, it was the calling which I was supposed to be in. My mom is a prophet and preacher. She's actually going to sainthood. She's going beyond preacher. My brother is a priest, and he has his own call. I was married to a pastor. You know what I'm saying? So it is I was married to Pastor word. Jason Taylor from Bible Way Baptist Church in Rodale, California. I was the first lady, and I'm an evangelist mm-hmm. of a very well-known pastor who now lives and resides in New York. And um, he's a film writer also. And um, yes, he was a pastor, and he was my dad's best friend. I'm married, I was married to two of my dad's best friends. I'm married to one of them. I honor and give you the respect of being a wife mm-hmm. from a man of speaking of that and the struggles of that you go through and the life of what you had and understanding partially, I can't say I understand it all, partially of the life in that path because there's a lot of people that just don't know it in the world. Yeah. But I'm going to say that to you, I give you that respect and so you understand where I'm coming from. Yes. There are people that are here to do more than the average person. Mm-hmm. There are arguments and turmoil that goes on in this life. And I know I seem like I preach. And I mean, I can't help it, man. I love Dr. Martin Luther King. Right. And I love preachers and people that we sit here speaking about black greatness. And we, we are mother ducking great. Give us our, our reparations. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> our reparations. Our reparations. Over 400 years of pain. Here's Hallelujah. the thing. Here's and I've been included. Now. No equality. Here's the thing, though. Here's what we need to also accept, and the, the government understands, is reparation has interest. See, the right. donkey and the mule, in which are reparations, right. is a percentage of a time in which the things that the, they the can the repay us cannot acre. be repaid. Mm-hmm. It was a mule and 40 acres, yes. if you want to tell you the truth. Right. That, that, what is that an equivalent of now? You're talking about you have to hand every black person $20 million. They yeah, can't do it. it. Yeah, they can't do it. You know why? Because they made so a much. law that 1% of black, you're black. When they made that on law, it was 10%, they messed up yeah, their they own messed they stuff. They and up. that's why they want to give up the reparations. And, and because you talk that's about how law. many people will you right. have to get $20 million <laughs> but no damn right. reason. You hear what I'm saying? Because you were born. Five million you can't pay resident. that. You can't pay that. But. You can't pay that. So what it is that even they realize right. is they what the brown community brought to the, your, what your community That's why is. That's trying to just, what your civilization to is. Erase history. <laughs> it's not just erase. They realized you cannot right. pay that back. Yeah. Right. It's too much. They know that. It's too much. Because they right. messed up when they made the Constitution so, that 1% of black was black. Yeah, because right. we built 99%. But, so what I'm we got to pay is, everybody because everybody is us. Everybody comes from us. Well, in America. We was in the America, first people here. 
Well, well, Native Americans. We were, was the first, but people. We bred it. We did things, and we on we had a lot of coming here. Oh well, yes, on Earth. Yes. On Earth. Yeah, on Earth. Yes. Our we bodies were. is worth more than gold. I'm with you on hundred. <laughs> That's why we believe. But what I'm saying is, is that we sit here and look at it in a, a, a derived percent of just understanding of a small guy doing small things and getting arrested on a drug charge. But we need to look at it beyond. So, with us, go ahead. With us, understand. This is this is part this is part one of the recap. This is real. Like I have yet to see a lot of realer stuff that ever happened. Yeah. But if you are a person who did bad things before, crazy thing is they do the the, the redemption is only with rappers. This is. For me, deep metaphor. Mm-hmm. If you rap, it's okay. You can sell cocaine. You can shoot people. But if your rap sound good, we're fine with that. <laughs> so much so that people pay to get themselves shot. Yeah, that was insane, like right there. But that's the world we're in now. Young Thug, yeah. Young Yeezy. There's been a number of people. Even the guy from Empire paid to get himself attacked. <clears throat> to make himself have more depth of a story. They're feeding on our tragedies. We, as this emotionary thing of using the revolts of what we're trying to do, because I'm, crazy thing is, and I'm not even a revolutionary, but I will be the words to it. It seems to happen on accident because I'm kind of like Gandhi and speaking the truth of peace. The truth of peace in which you have to see that somebody being oppressed. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I will definitely say, like, you know, Sunshine, thank you so much for sharing yes, us I your story. Yes, thank you guys like, for having me on, you guys. Yeah, this platform. Was, this fits so much. Since we're going to share this. We're going to, you know, make sure that his memory does not, you know, die. Right. We're going to ask everybody it. to share, give us feedback, if you're an advocate and you're interested in helping out with this case, you can reach me on Instagram at sunshine underscore turned up on Facebook, our label Ink Management or Sunshine Macklemore. Um, if you're interested in being a part of the documentary and you are um, working film, if you work in any type of production, mm-hmm. if you know you work in law. I mean, we want to get everybody involved. And, you know, um, my email is rlabelinc, R-L-A-B-E-L-I-N-C, dot management at gmail, at gmail.com. And you can always reach out to me. I'm willing to uh, go on to other black podcasts, black radio shows, black internet radio shows, um, Anybody who have a platform, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, whatever you have going on, I want to do collaboration, and I'm also want to do the marketing behind it, the promotion behind it, and you know, let's just all come together because life is so short, and I'm just thankful that you guys came out in this storm and rain so we can do this podcast to get my dad's story out. So big thanks to the Hot Garbage Show. Let's give y'all a hand. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. 
And if you want to um, listen uh, to the podcast, we're on Apple, we're on Spotify, we're on yeah, Amazon, yeah. we're anywhere that podcasts are. And you can also follow Hot Garbage at Instagram, Hot Garbage Show. You can also follow our Facebook. Um, it's True Crime Edition, Hot Garbage True Crime Edition. And that way you can talk about all the cases that we do. And again, thank you so much for coming out. And everyone, take care and watch your back out there. <laughs>